and welcome once again to Velvet Owl Watches Movies so you don't have to. The only bad movie podcast out there that does not have a co-host. What's up with that? I should fix that. I should find a co-host. Is anyone willing to watch movies with me? Um, I guess that's the problem. All the other bad, bad movie podcasts, it seems everyone watches the movie on their own, then get back together to talk about it. Whereas I record my podcast as I watch the movie, and am I really going to be able to get someone to sit and watch a movie with me? Especially a bad movie. Probably not. So, for the time being, this is a solo podcast. So, Happy Easter! Maybe. I haven't decided. I was thinking of making this my Easter episode because of the title, The Brown Bunny. Because it's funny and amusing, right? Ha 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 ha. A brown bunny, it's kind of like a chocolate bunny, which you have for Easter. Except in this movie, brown bunny probably refers to, like, a turd. Which this film probably is. So, I know nothing about this film, actually. All I know is that Vincent Gallo gets a blowjob from Chloe Savigny. Because why not? If you had the chance to get a blowjob from Chloe Savigny, are you going to say no? Even if you don't have a penis, you are going to say yes. You will find a penis. You will grow a penis just so you can get a blowjob from Chloe Savigny. It's just a matter of fact. So there's that. And then there's there was the big fight between Vincent Gallo and Roger Ebert over this movie. Uh, which led to Roger Ebert saying that a video of his colonoscopy would be more entertaining than this film. Now I have not watched the video of Robert Ebert. Robert, Roger Ebert's colonoscopy, so I'm not going to have anything to really compare it to, so I can't say if this movie is better or worse than a colonoscopy, a colonoscopy, sure, colonoscopy, who knows, this might be more enjoyable than watching a colonoscopy, wow, I cannot do that word, so fuck it, we're moving beyond that, (laughs) we're not going to talk about that anymore, Vincent Gallo, a local boy gone bad, uh, from here in Buffalo, director, writer, and star of the immortal Buffalo 66, which the majority of people here in Buffalo hate because it they say it's fucking dreary and shows the worst aspects of Buffalo. It's all the worst areas of Buffalo. Me, personally, I found it fucking hilarious. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll find the brown bunny f- hilarious. Um... I was going to say, I think it might be more funny than Kalanoscopy, but again, I can't do that word. So, let's watch the movie. Uh, If you're looking for it yourself, apparently it's not available on, like, any streaming channel, except for the Internet Archive. Someone uploaded it there. And so, I don't know if this is going to be, like, the theatrical edit or the director's cut, because there's apparently two... And supposedly the director's cut is slightly better. But, you know, I guess in a way that, you know, a chocolate bunny is better than a turd bunny. So on to the movie. Now, my cat keeps jumping on my lap and walking all over my keyboard. And pretty much doing everything in his power to try to keep me from watching this film. He's a very smart cat. I I probably should listen to him. But no, I'm going to soldier on. You know... I haven't even started this film, and already, like, my cat knows. You're gonna regret this. 
So we start off with a race, a motorcycle race, uh, kind of like a NASCAR race where they just go round and round and round in a circle. And I don't know. I've never understood what's so exciting about watching people run around in a circle and around and around. I mean, at least like if it's a foot race, that is kind of cool because it's like people have to be fast themselves and not just who can push down the accelerator the fastest. Um, I've never been in a race. So I don't know. There might be like more complexity to a race than, you know, throttle and accelerating and knowing when to ease off on it. And I don't even know if any of these words are real. I mean, I know they're real. I just don't know if they're really used in a race. But they ask... <laughs> Vince Gallo does absolutely nothing to make any sort of excitement because at least in a movie like if you're watching like days and thunder or days of thunder and there's all the quick like camera cuts and just a lot of like people cheering and they just add the drama with the music and they make it fucking exciting and you think oh my god nascar is fucking exciting to watch i want to watch cars go round and around and around in a circle but no vincent gallo does not do that we just see the motorcycles go round and round in a circle, and the sound. There's no music, just the sound of the motorcycles, and it goes in and out. Um, I don't know if that's a stylistic choice or just a very bad upload, <laughs> and there's technical difficulties. But I'm going to guess that it's a stylistic to choice, because Vincent Gallo is a very fucking pretentious director, because then afterwards... He's loading up the motorcycle in the van, and he's driving, and just long, lo long shots of nothing, and just kind of silence as we just stare, because it's that whole like artsy director, like you gotta soak up the scene and really feel it and really be in there, and cinema verite in other words. And I get it. I was in college. I thought that shit was cool back then too. I was like, man, this is just deep. It's not. It's fucking, I don't know how to direct. So I'm just going to leave the camera watching things instead of trying to actually, you know, make any sort of, like, effort. And, I mean, there are people that can pull this shit off. Not Vincent Gallo. It's just, just he's driving, and then he goes to a gas station. And we just get a long shot of the girl, the cashier, just sitting there, looking through a book or magazine or something and i'm sorry i know you're trying to set a scene and set a mood but this just feels like you're pa padding time here i watch a lot of bad movies i've gotten to the point where i can tell okay they're padding the runtime with this pointless scene you could just show the girl and we get the sense okay she's in a go nowhere dead town and she's just working, waiting for people to come and buy stuff at the convenience store and maybe get some gas, more likely get gas, and pick up a candy bar, maybe a magazine. I could get all of that from a two-second shot. Why do you linger on her for, like, a full minute? And so Vincent Gallo goes in, and I think he buys a lottery ticket or something that costs $2, um, adding to the realism. Like, yes. Things in this world cost money, and he has to spend money to get it. You don't get that in every film, so kudos to you, Mr. Vincent Gallo, sir. 
And, you know, he's talking about how he's planning to just run off to California. Which, I don't know where this is taking place to begin with. I want to say Indiana, and I have absolutely no fucking clue why I want to say Indiana. There's nothing to really suggest to me Indiana. I'm not well-cultured in other, like, areas of the country. It's my tiny little area here in western New York. And it's definitely not western New York. So, but he's planning to go to Los Angeles. And, you know, with some awkward flirting with the cashier, he convinces her to go to California with him. Just fucking drop all you're doing. I hope they're at least in California right now. And, because he says Los Angeles. So I'm hoping Los Angeles is, you know, like an hour drive from wherever they are. Two hours at most. You're just fucking locking up the gas station like, oh, you know, fuck stranger danger. My parents didn't teach me to not go with creepy looking guys that I've never seen before who race in the motorcycle race. Um, but she finds it very exciting. So she's locking up the gas gas shop and she's going to go with them. Vincent Gallo drives her to her house so she can pick up her things. Uh, so at least he's nice about it. Like, hey, I'm at least going to let you get your stuff. So you have stuff over in California and Los Angeles. So, and, but he starts making out with her before she can get out of the car, van. Um, and she looks kind of 16, so I'm hoping she's 18. Please be 18. I hope you're not that fucking creepy, Vincent Gallo. Um, at the very least, if she's supposed to be 16... I really hope you hired an 18-year-old to play her. This is fucking creepy. And as she's packing up her, her stuff, Vincent Gallo just drives off. Like, yeah, he's just like, okay, I'm out of here. Maybe he heard me. Maybe he's like, you know what? Velvet Al is right. I did not check this girl's ID. She could be fucking underage. I do not want to get in trouble. I'm out of here. Good for you, Vincent Gallo. Do not fall for the jailbait. It's not worth it. I don't know. I haven't been in jail. But I imagine it's not worth sleeping with a 16-year-old to be in jail. Because just... Ew. It's so fucking scuzzy. The idea of sleeping with a 16-year-old. Even when I was 17, I thought that was kind of scuzzy. Not really, but that was a that was a good line, I think. And so we get lots of shots of him driving, because got to set the mood, man. You got to know, this is real life. This is a guy driving, and that's what people do in real life. Um, if you ever listen to the audio commentary on the Trapped in the Closet DVD, and if you ever get a chance, please do. Uh, do not buy it like straight from anywhere, because R. Kelly should not get your money. But if you can find it used... Or find it, like, online. It is fantastic. Because he will say shit like, and now these people are having sex. Because that's something people do in real life. R. Kelly is a fucking genius, and so is Vincent Gallo. Except instead of showing that real people have sex in real life, he's showing that real people thrive in real life. Although I do want to mention, uh, kudos for the film stock he got. Because it does feel like this is a 70s film. Or maybe 60s. Just one, one of those fucking like art films. It's fucking Easy Rider! 
That's what it is. Easy Rider is a fucking horrible film. It is... Easy Rider is 100% only of its time. Only in its time could it have been considered good. And so it's got this reputation of like being groundbreaking and an amazing film. It's not. It is fucking horrible and boring. And oh my God, this makes me want to punch my head out. Except Tony Basil's in it and I think you see her boobs. That is the only thing to recommend Easy Rider. And just to show you how boring of a film it is, I do not remember if Tony Basil's boobs are shown or not. I think they are. But that shows you just how bad. Because Tony Basil's boobs is something I should be like, yeah, I've seen them. And they are glorious. Instead, I'm like, I might have seen them. So I think Vincent Gallo is trying to go for an Easy Rider vibe here. And it's working, because this is just as fucking horrible and boring. And more driving. More driving. God, does this guy do anything but drive in this film? Um, seriously, I don't think there's even this much driving in the movie Drive. Or Drive Angry. Or the two of them combined. It's just a lot of driving. And at least the driving in Drive and Drive Angry is exciting. It's entertaining. They drive fast. Vincent Gallo is just driving the speed limit. I don't even know if he's driving the speed limit. I think he might be driving under the speed limit. He is driving like a little old lady. My God, if you're going to drive... And he's got really like chill, like country folk music going on or something. If you're going to have this much driving in a car and your film, you drive fast... And you fucking blast some Blue Oyster Cult or some shit. I want more movies to blast Blue Oyster Cult in the soundtrack. I don't know why they don't. But just blast some fucking, like, hard rock. You know, when I do these podcasts, I get, like, so angry. My cat, like, just comes to comfort me. And he's like, please, just stop watching this dumb film. It's not worth it. Not worth for your mental health. And I think he might have a point. Like I said, this is a very smart cat. So he's finally reached his destination. Or maybe a destination. I don't know if this is where he was planning to go. And he knocks on the door. We wait with him. While it takes a while for the door to be answered. He has to knock a few times. Soak in the realism, man. Because, you know, people take time to answer the door. And I want you to be submersed into the realism of this film. Seriously, Vincent, none of us would have been upset if you cut this scene by, like, 25 seconds, have him knock once, and the lady opens the door. And this is the house next to the house he grew up in. And apparently he's been living with his, her daughter, and just... But now she doesn't know where or he doesn't know where she is, and mom doesn't know because she hasn't heard, and she doesn't really remember Vincent Gallo. Um, I hope it turns out that he's got the wrong house. That would be fucking hilarious. Go go for it, Vincent Gallo. Make it be that he's in the wrong house. Um, and apparently they tried to have a baby, but... Awkward silence! For way too long! Soak it in, man. The realism. It's in real life. An awkward silence over why I couldn't have a baby. 
would last a long time. I want you to feel it and understand where I'm coming from. This is the stuff I'm imagining Vincent Gallo saying. But, and I wish I could show you, because I don't know if I could quite explain it, but the dad is right there in the kitchen listening to this. And he... I'm guessing he's the stand-in for the audience. Because he has this look on his face that perfectly captures what I'm feeling. Just this whole, like, God, this is taking too long. Just get to the point. Just And he's like, he just shakes his head. And my God, uh, I don't know. I'm ready to quit the movie. Because this is probably the highlight of the movie. This guy is the most realistic thing in the film so far. Just guy being like, will Vincent Gallo ever shut the fuck up? And it's not even like Vincent Gallo's talking a lot, but a little Vincent Gallo goes way too far. <laughs> like, 30 seconds of Vincent Gallo and you're like, I'm done for the next 10 years. I do not ever have to listen to him speak again. I've hit my quota. But, I'm wondering... What of the 16-year-old girl that Vincent Gallo just kind of ran off on? At least he took her home, you know? He could have just dumped her in the middle of nowhere and be like, Sorry, baby. I don't know if you're 18 or not, so I'm out of here. He at least drove her home. But I feel there's a much more interesting film there in her life and what happens afterwards. And more driving. Lots more driving. You know what? I don't think there's even that much driving. It just feels like fucking forever because nothing happens. He just drives and he just looks wistfully and he probably thinks he looks like really like deep in thought, but he just looks like a fucking pretentious wanker. And, you know, sometimes it's clear. Sometimes it's raining. He stops for a cigarette. He stops at a pet store. Hmm. I wonder if at this pet store they have the brown Bunny. Roll credits! Or not. I, I hope he buys the bunny. Because at this point, I'm just hoping he does something! He does not buy the brown bunny. Or the white bunny. Or any pet at all. Though he does learn that bunny bunnies generally only live three to five years, no matter what you feed them. And this applies to all bunnies. Even that bunny there. No, seriously. Yeah, that's where the dialogue went. But at least this is an educational film. You can tell your kids, hey, you want a bunny? Just know, five years time, he's dead. Now, Vincent Gallo goes and eats some Chinese food, and then he has to go pee, and he washes his hand, which thankfully, I'm glad he at least washes his hands. Which, you know, these scenes are going, like, way too long and showing too much mundane shit. Because I get the point! I'm soaking it in, man. I'm soaking it in. This is real life. People really do go pee. And the better ones, better one of us, the better people among us, wash their hands after they pee. So, I don't know. I mean, is that shot sent, meant to let us know? Hey, Vincent Gallo is a good guy. Sure! He may have just crushed this young girl's dreams of going to... California and just left without mentioning anything but he washes his hands after he pees 
And then, this is going to surprise you, more driving. Um, you know what? This came out before Drive, I think. So why didn't you name your film Drive? And then the film Drive could have been called The Brown Bunny. Would have worked just as well. You know, Slice of Life Cinema Verite is such pretentious bullshit. So he stops at a rest stop or something, and he goes to get a soda from the machine, and there's this lady there. And I don't know if he knows her or not. I don't think he knows her, but he sits down next to her, and they start making out. Now, Vincent Gallo is a bad filmmaker, but he's not a stupid one. And if you're going to make a film, and you're going to star in your film, then you make out with many, many people. Many, many good-looking people. That's just... That's the smart thing to do. Because when I was in college, and I wanted to be a filmmaker, that was going to be a running thing. And I wasn't even going to be the star of the films... I made, I was going to be like a just minor character that manages to make out with hot chicks. Because I wasn't getting laid in high school, or in college, neither high school or college. So, I thought, hey, if I'm a filmmaker, I can have beautiful women make out with me. Did not happen. Never made films. But, if I ever do, I will go this Vincent Gallo approach. Because you don't even have to bother writing a screenplay. The credits say written by Vincent Gallo. I don't think there was a screenplay. If there was a screenplay, it was like five pages long. And that's because it was double-spaced. So they make out, and then he starts crying. Much like me after sex. So finally, I can relate to this main character. Soak it in, man. Soak in the realism. Because sometimes, people, after they kiss they cry and then he's back in the van and back on the road and we're driving again and now he reaches a motel he sleeps it out for a bit gets up takes a shower gets dressed which i don't know this film for all of its faults it had been pretty realistic at least up until this point but i just vincent gallo does not strike me as the kind of guy that bathes Well, I mean, I guess maybe, like, every once in a while he cleans up. So this must be that once in a while. I just, I have trouble seeing him as a guy that, you know, gets in the shower, soaps up, and cleans himself. But, cleans himself and gets dressed he does, and it's back to driving. This time with some light jazz on the radio. I'm thinking the majority of this film's budget probably went to gas money. Seriously, like... At least half of the film so far. No, like three quarters of this film has been him driving. He drives around some more. Drives out to the desert. And then he takes out his motorcycle. Rides it around for a little bit. Gets back in the van. Drives some more. You know, sometimes I feel bad when I'm watching these movies. Because I start, like, spacing out and not paying attention. I think, like, damn, I probably, like, missed something important. And, you know, in trying to relay to you what's going on in the movie, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot what happened and I can't explain to you. With this movie, it's been really fucking easy. He drives. And then he drives some more. And then he reaches a city. I think Vegas, maybe. But, like, the shitty part of Vegas, not, like, the glamorous part of Vegas. I don't know. Again, I'm not, like, 
up to I am not well versed in the rest of the country but so he's driving around so now he's driving where there's traffic and people so at least a little change of scenery here and then all these prostitutes keep coming up to him every time he stops at a stop sign which I don't know if that's something that happens in the big cities like you just stop and like the prostitute on that corner comes up hey looking for a date no 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 so he passes by three of them but then the third one he's like you know what let me drive back to see her because i like her necklace no seriously she he's all like i like your necklace is that your name rose and it i mean my vincent gallo impersonation is terrible but if you ever seen him he's like so super fucking like awkward and creepy that really i think only a prostitute would want to be with him that's kind of unfair that's kind of mean so i will keep it in because fuck you vincent gallo you deserve all the bullshit that i'm gonna send your way you can't see me but i'm flipping you off with both fingers and i don't know why it just it feels right you know take this moment take a deep breath and yell fuck you vincent gallo and just Flip the bird off in the direction that you think he might be in. And you will feel a lot better. It is strange. I can't explain it, but this has been my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. So he goes back and, you know, he sees the prostitute. He talks awkwardly. And he's like, you want to go get lunch? And she's like, well, that would be nice, but I need to make my money. So she gets in because I think he's going to pay her money in addition to buying her lunch now he doesn't take her to a sit-down restaurant because you know that would require him to stop driving so they go get some fast food and she's eating fries and drinking mcdonald's to mcdonald's cup i'm sure they love being in this film so you know they're driving and she's eating and he just comes to stop suddenly and just kicks her out of the van but gives her money so at least he did pay for her time Because honestly, when you're with a prostitute, you're not actually paying for sex. You're paying for the time you're spending with her. And usually that involves sex. But, you know, if you just wanted to take a prostitute to a movie, as long as you were paying her going rate, she would do it. So that's what it really is all about. So he at least paid her after he kicked her out of the van. And now it's back to driving. Now he drives some more. Stops at a garage to drop off his motorcycle. And they do something to tune it up or something. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. He drives some more. Stops at a motel. Cleans himself up a little bit. Drives some more. Just. This movie. Vincent Gallo drives the movie. The. Did he actually pitch this to someone? Like, hey, I got this idea for a movie. I drive. Alrighty, Vincent, Mr. Gallo. And what happens then? Then I drive some more. Okay. I'm going to revisit this at the end of the film because I want to then make the joke like, drive, drive, drive. Then I get a blowjob. But I can't do that yet because the blowjob scene hasn't come yet. So I... (laughs) <laughs> I did that, that no pun intended on the blowjob scene not coming but whatever just 
So much driving. And then he stops at a house, and I think it's his ex-girlfriend's house, and he's knocking on the door, and there's no answer. And he has a flashback to making out with his ex, Chloe Savigny, which... Uh, hey, if I was directing a film, that that would... I See, the ratio is backwards in this film, in my opinion. If I were directing it, 95% of it would be me making out with Chloe Savigny, 5% of it would be driving. Oh, and I just hit the unpause button on the movie, and then I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to unpause it, I must have missed it. No, like, I did hit the unpause button, and there was just like a minute of him sitting there, not moving, no sound on the soundtrack, just him staring, unmoving, and no sound. I honestly thought it was paused, but it wasn't. I I hate you, Vincent Gallo. Um, yeah, I, I got so angry, I accidentally hit my keyboard, so I think it stopped recording. So if it sounds a little, like, wacky in that last, like, 30 seconds there, that's why. So, fuck you, Vincent Gallo. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And throwing up the middle finger. Oh my god, I can't explain it. But it does make me feel so much better to do that. So, he goes back to his motel room. Tells the front desk, Hey, I might be having a call coming in later. Bring it right through or maybe let the person write up. I I wasn't paying that much attention because I figured, Is there really anything to pay attention through this film? And then Chloe Savigny shows up to his room, and, you know, he's all mopey, so she gives him a hug while he's sitting on the bed, and it's like, there, there, it's all okay. And they talk, I think they're supposed to be airing their regrets or something, and she talks about the time that he bought her a giant chocolate bunny. Hmm, is that the brown bunny? But then, uh, just a lot of weird awkward making out that leads to the blowjob scene which is just so uncomfortable to watch <laughs> and i mean like i think that was the point of it like he's try he's not trying to make it sexy but just wow um he's like whispering throughout the whole thing like yeah suck it promise you won't fuck other guys and it's like Wow, I thought I was bad at dirty talk during sex, but... Wow, he's just like, why did you fuck other guys? Yeah, suck it! <laughs> and... I'm not, like, lying. I... You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to, uh... Record this for you. Yeah, I don't know if you caught any of that, because he's, like, just really fucking whispering. 
I tried to turn my speakers up as loud as I could, so I don't know if you could really hear him, like, just whispering, like, perhaps not suck anyone else's cock. <laughs> Why'd you suck their cocks? So, and then he comes in her mouth, because we don't actually get to see any cum. So, I don't know if he really, like, his dick really was in her mouth, but I don't know if the cum was. And, you know, this might have actually played cathartic if I cared about either character or the relationship in the slightest. But, like, I know nothing about her. And what I know of him, he's just a fucking kind of douchebag. So why do I care that he got to come in her mouth? That is a very important question. This is something, like, every video on Pornhub knows. You should care why he's gonna come in her mouth. Or on her face. Or on her belly. Wherever he's gonna come. You have to care about the fact that someone's gonna come. In order to fully enjoy the scene. That does not happen here. I don't care. I don't care where he's coming. I don't care who is he, who he's coming in. I just don't care. And that is why I cannot jerk off to this scene. Now while they're snuggled up afterwards... Vincent Gallo starts crying, and they're talking about the last time they saw each other, which is when Chloe Savigny was pregnant and lost a baby, because they were at a party, and she just started doing lots of drugs, and then got gang-raped by a bunch of guys, and Vincent Gallo saw this, and he ran, and when he came back, there was an ambulance, because she had choked to death and was momentarily dead, and just very sad, and I will say, you know what, I actually liked this scene. I think this scene worked well, and had it come before the blowjob, I think the cathartic uh, nature that he was aiming for with the blowjob scene would have worked. So, Vincent Gallo is just a horrible filmmaker. He doesn't know how to, like, arrange things to make me care, because that scene actually made me care about these characters. Like, wow, they went through some shit. This was, like, some fucked up shit that they went through. Now, like, the blowjob scene is acceptable and totally jerk-offable, too. But, no, like, actually, you know what? I'm going to say, had this been, like, a 15-20 minute short film, this could have been, like, a nice little character study. This is... Because that, like, that final two-minute scene actually was good. That... But we had, like, a fucking hour and a half of him driving. By the way... You can guess, afterwards, the film ends with him driving. If we didn't have an hour and a half of him driving, had we had just that two-minute scene at the end, you know, just just do a minute of the, the him in the motorcycle race, a couple minutes of him driving to different places, maybe cut down, like, scenes of him talking to other people, and then just... You don't even need the blowjob scene. But just cut pretty much to just him having this conversation with her of what happened at the party. That was a that was a good scene, and that actually worked and would have worked so much better in a better fucking film. Or in a ten minute film. If I didn't have to sit through an hour and a half of Vincent Gallo driving. Anyhow, that was Vincent Gallo drives and comes in Chloe Savigny's mouth, the movie.
which there is a bunny in it and they talk about chocolate bunny so i guess the title isn't like a hundred percent wrong but jeez okay i'm getting myself worked up so vince gallo i'm gonna assume you're like 98 degrees southwest i don't know just that direction here here's my middle fingers fuck you vincent vac fuck you vincent gallo okay i feel better now and that brings us to the end of this week's episode so um you know the usual like subscribe do whatever you want Email me at velvetal at hotmail.com. You suggest a movie, and I will watch it if I haven't already watched it. And who knows, I might just watch a movie a second time, just because I am so glad that you have taken the time to write to me. But until then, I hope that I will never watch another Vincent Gallo movie ever again, no matter how many blowjobs he gets in it. And I want to thank the Living Brain Dead for providing the official theme song for Velvet Owl Watches Movies So You Don't Have To. It's called Never Fuck With Cat Girls, and you can get it at livingbraindead.com, which you should totally do. They are not paying me for this, so I shilled them out of my love for the music. <laughs>